Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rich Wilson, and I talk to funny and interesting people about their experiences with men's mental health. And you're going to love the title. Insane in the membrane. And this time... We have uh, Simon Evans, fantastic stand-up comic, um, all-round decent dude. I've known Simon, oh, blimey, for a few years now through comedy. Someone that I've admired for a long time. He's an absolutely brilliant comic, and he allowed me to go and pay him a visit in, in Hove, where he, where he lives with his wonderful family. And I got to see uh, how he lives in his wonderful house. We had a lovely chat and uh, it was, it was a, we had a really good time. We had a really good time with this one. Went on, on a bit of a tangent about economics, which is not really my area of expertise, but fascinating, to be honest. And I think you'll agree, you'll, you'll learn some things from this one. So, yeah, so uh, tuck in. Thank you for letting me into your life for, for an hour. You're um, welcome, yeah. Really nice to see I've you. exposed all my uh, like, <laughs> possible frailties and vulnerabilities. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> It's almost like you're living to reach out. You could, are you learning how to read a person's living room before you even start the conversation? <laughs> start to suss it out and go, yeah. okay, I see what's going on here. It's not something we do in comedy clubs, is it? It's our environment. That's now. right, yes. You know. <laughs> so when you, go, yeah, when you go elsewhere, you, you pick yeah. up things pretty quickly. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I'm interested in Hitler from a purely historical point of view. And the aesthetic, I don't know, it sort of, I find it generates a certain energy. <laughs> And the flaming torches, I mean, are they, are they gas? It's not an endorsement. <laughs> what I found interesting when I arrived uh, is, uh, is your, the, the dynamic between your, your lovely wife and yourself. Uh-huh. Very much straight away <laughs> showing who was point. boss. No, no <laughs> mucking around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, well, Kate, Kate's very, um, she's, she's kind of talkative and opinionated. She works at home as well. And so quite often... If, if somebody like yourself comes round, Kate will quite quickly get involved. If I'm, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. I'd rather yes. that than just be stared at. And, yes, yeah. Oh no, yeah. she won't. She won't just glower. No, she's talked to, <laughs> she She loves. I mean, she she um she is you know was well aware of what she was getting into. She had several friends. She was at university with who went on because you know Gordon Southern. Yes. And uh, Dave Lamb, who were in the cheese shop together. Dave oh, Lamb is more yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. a comedy actor, and he did the, the voiceover for uh, Come Dine, which, That's which right. became his big sort of income stream but um, yeah she was at uni with those so she knew the whole sort of comedy scene before she got into right, it right okay know, so she was quite, aware of what yeah she wasn't I mean neither of us made the calculation about how much it would impact her life when we had children because obviously that's suddenly then you can't just go oh I'll come to the gig or I'll just go out of course, when you're out yes. you know then suddenly you're stuck <laughs> at home with them and that, uh, is, that is difficult <laughs> well, I, 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 when I started comedy mine were a bit older so 
uh, and I wasn't with the mother, so mm. they'd be with me at weekends. Right. And then they became teenagers just as I started to do comedy. So they st- they wanted to come over and see me, uh, you know, less and less. So it sort mm. of worked. It worked out perfectly. So I didn't have that. Yeah. Kind of, you know. It is hard the first few years. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not insuperable, but I've seen quite a few marriages break up. Yes. You know, or um, or clearly, you know, people showing the signs of wear or yeah. just not feeling. Feeling valued, you know, feeling resented the whole time, that's difficult, you know, and you only ever see it from their point of view because yes. you don't go and see the wife and say, <laughs> How do you feel about yeah. this? You know, yeah, you just yeah, say, yeah. Like, Oh my god, I'm here trying to earn a living. But also, this is the place where I used to, this was like the place that made sense of my life, you know, that's the right. comedy club. Yes. So, you know, you don't just want to go there, do the gig, go straight home again. You want to sit down and have a beer afterwards yeah, because yeah. it's your. You know, it's 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 not really comparable to an office or a factory or something, is it? The comedy club. No. It's like everything you know yeah, comes yeah. together and that's makes it. sense there for you. You know, yeah. and that's where where you are, who you are. You know, you become who you are. Yeah, right. And um, yeah, and so to have it sort of clipped, you know, neatly at either end. <laughs> I need to, you know, yeah. <laughs> do like, your gear and get back. Yeah, You've yeah, got so. things to do. But that was when I was married. That I found it did put it did put so much pressure on because. Yeah, you're just not around, and that person that you're yeah. married to, you know, we didn't have children together, but we they they want you around. That's well, why especially they got in the you evening. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing; it's so upside down. So I'd be around when the kids were very small. I'd be around during the day when Kate would have toddler classes, or you right, know, their yes. various, yeah. their very sort of arbitrary arrangements of you know a couple of tambourines in a maracas or something, <laughs> and you kind of go, oh, it's it's toddlers with rhythm. You know. <laughs> And you go, is it really? Or is it just some mums sitting around on the yeah, floor yeah, rubbing yeah. their eyes at each other? <laughs> Kids wandering in and out, testing the light sockets, you know. But but, um, but still, there is some sort of structure if you want it, you know. Or you can just potter around the house doing housework while the child crawls around on the floor. You know? yeah. That's all fine. Yeah. It's in the evening that you're wanted, you know, That's at the right, end yeah. of a day of... Of sort of suppressing your, you know, there's that all that guilt that comes with small children. It, it flared up again on Twitter yesterday, funnily enough, the, um, the guy called Man Called Moon, who's uh, David Bowie's son. David, oh, uh, no, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember his real name, but Tommy Duncan. Jones. Duncan, Duncan Jones, Jones yeah, yes. yeah, made that film Moon, which is where he took his name from. But anyway, he was talking about, um, you know, he's got a nine month old son and a two and a half year old or something like that. Okay. And he said, you know, that. I'll be honest with you, I, I still don't think people acknowledge just how hard it is, and not just like hard, but it's all worth it. Hard, but is it worth it? You know, that kind of, oh my God. What have I done? This is so boring, you know. It's like, yes, there's the occasional smile or a little cuddle that's nice, but, you know, it is incredible, The you know, the compromise. And a few people went and went, oh, you know... Uh, bloody self-regarding vanity of the Hollywood elite no. or whatever, you know, too good. And I was thinking... To be fair to him, he probably has got enough money that he could afford to just, you know, farm this out, yeah, contract absolutely. it out, and just go, you know what, you look after, you know, I pay you to look after the kids, I'll pop in occasionally yeah. for a glamorous <laughs> half hour, you know. You know. Kind of waltzing in. So he is yeah. doing it, and it is true, and it needs saying, because people feel guilty about it otherwise, you know. They think, is it just me? Why aren't I have the endorphins not, you know, not yeah, the hormones, yeah, yeah, the oxytocin yeah, yeah. or whatever, all these bonding you know, chemicals that you're supposed to, your body secretes when you first set eyes on it. If you don't go, I'm not feeling it. I'm no. not feeling it. Oh God, I'm not feeling uh, it. I don't know. Nobody, 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 because when I was, when I was brought up, it was, you, you went to school and then you got a job and it didn't matter what job you got, 
and then you got and then you met somebody and then and then you got married it was always a woman yeah like you didn't stray from the path oh. and you had kids and then you died but no one said to you about the, the children part yeah but you, you 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 give your life over to this other human what, what normally happens with i mean traditional households i think and i think about this quite a lot at the moment but with traditional households you know to the extent that mine represented that and i think most of the other families i grew up with you know, once you'd had children, the man went to work yes. with the, um, you know, with the nobility that, that he could assume, that he could sort of uh, mantle himself with, you know, of providing for the family. And the fact that he was escaping from the family at the same time <laughs> was, was not discussed, no. you know. I mean, that was certainly the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know. And, and that idea that you were, you know, you were the provider and it, and it lent a certain kind of selfless you know uh altruism or whatever to your to your your yes. career plans you know that every career uh, advancement you made was 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 in order to be able to provide for That's the right, family yeah. more and that that was all given that that was a, quite a selfless activity and now it is understood you know i mean it was always a, a mix i think but now yeah. it's always it's understood entirely in terms of the privilege <laughs> and the, exactly you know, that yes yeah. 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 oh it's fine for you, you know, <laughs> to get out there you know. it was understood that you would you would try to create a home in which your your wife and children would feel protected That's and, right, and yes. cared for and nurtured and yeah. You know, then, of course, I mean, the reality is now that for very few, the way our minds are set, you have to be quite strong minded and I think sort of determined to reset your 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 priorities and expectations against societies that, you know, for any given amount of education and intelligence and capacity that you both have, you know, you are more likely to seek a dual income Yes. lifestyle with children than you are to just kind of go well I could go out and earn money but I think it's more important that we, you know yeah, rega- yeah, yeah. and you wouldn't you know it's not to say that you feel happier as a, a woman I don't think you know necessarily I mean no. it's like to break it up but you know there's lots of kind of conflicts but you know how many of us can afford you know if you yeah. were living in a small house and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. struggling to afford a holiday once a year and you knew that there was a potential you know, uh, salary that yes. has just been waived. Well, the, you know, it's going to nag at you. Isn't of course, it? You it is. Know, yes, you yes, know. yes. The whole of the eco- yeah. economy was was built around a much different expectation. Yeah. Right? So. But it's that looking. What seems to be happening now is that we're looking back at that and saying, "Oh, that was just pure evil," and it yeah. was. And you're like, "No, it's not. It wasn't. It's just how it was." Mm. And now it's not as extreme as that now you know women of course you know things are more equal and, yeah, yeah. you know and but a lot of a lot of things as i think in any society and obviously you know we're just comparing it to the previous iteration there have been hundreds of different models you know yes. over the years through feudalism <laughs> and early capitalism and the age of revolution and everything else but in the in just in, in those two examples in a previous generation in the 60s or 70s lots of intelligent women intelligent and and in a sense ambitious for for themselves or at least you know seeking a good quality of life didn't go to work and so had each other as yes. a sort of resource do yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah yeah whereas now if you're an intelligent woman educated and perhaps with a career behind you and in your early 30s you have children and stop you find that the to be brutal about it the social economic class of women that you are used to spending time with yeah are not available to you. No. You know, they're gone. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah, at yeah. they're at work. Whether or not they've yeah. had children, you know, many of them don't have children, into their 40s, suddenly, you know, think, oh, maybe it would like to have children, IVF doesn't work, gone, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's, um, 
that that separates that tie you know all sorts of kind of bonds and, and ties and, and all possible social structures yeah. have just evaporated and collapsed you know yeah and so you are sort of left with that uh, you know God isolation I mean and that is the single worst thing you That's know as what, we yes. all know isolation I mean if you if you do just spend your time with your man or woman in in a house with children day after day, you go insane. Of you, you know, it's yeah. horrible. Yeah, you yeah, may yeah. as well be in solitary confinement because yeah. you're not getting any kind of conversational no, nourishment no. from them. You know, however much you love them, they are essentially yeah. you know house pets well, in this, the first yeah. two or three years. You know, that's how it is. You know, <laughs> but this is why we are why human beings are where we are is because of our our ability to be social sociable. Yeah, and and yeah. talk to each other and. Like so, the chimps, yeah, <laughs> the, the chimp sort of uh, hierarchy, isn't it? It's all about. They say the, the chimp that rises to the top is neither the strongest nor the brightest necessarily. It's the one that creates the most meaningful networks. It's the one that yes. creates the most uh, useful um, connections with other chimps and, yeah. and, and learns how to sort of create combinations. Yeah, in, you know, yeah, there's yeah, a word yeah. for that, isn't there? But yeah, yeah you know, that's what that's that's. You know. This is why, rather than I think social media is so bad for this keep you know telling everybody to especially men like men now have to be, be quiet and listen and all that sort of shit and it and I get it I get why that's being said but at the same time no that doesn't help we need to yeah. we need to be discussing things and we need to talk about stuff and we need to talk about the fact that yeah we recognise what it used to be like but we're not it's not as black and white as that you know we've we've learned from that ourselves being of similar age and we've gone well that bit was a bit shit so we won't mm. do that anymore and we'll be more hands on with children and we'll you know, just, just there is a more of an understanding of. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think a lot of fathers, um, a lot of grandfathers alive now, for instance, will probably look at their sons' relationships with their children and realise that they, you know, they missed out. On yes. Them. You know, they they feel a certain amount of of envy, and then they also look at it and they think, you know, but at the same time, you know, you've got to fight for your. Right to your own self-expression, your self-determination, you know, like everybody has. All adults are always doing that at all points, you know, and, yeah. the, and the balance of power will tilt and it is a constant ongoing negotiation. But if you, um, if you just capitulate and say you're right, historically speaking, you know, yeah. man's natural dominance economically led to an unacceptable degree of hierarchy yes. or whatever, and oppression did emerge... If you say and acknowledge that that has happened, but simply sort of wish to pay reparations in endless, you know, <laughs> endless submission yeah. after thereafter, you're going to be miserable. And of course, I think, yeah. I think it's, in truth, you know, your wife will probably be quite, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or it certainly won't, won't, won't hold you in the sort of esteem that would lead to a, you know, a yeah, conventionally happy marriage, you know. But um, some, some people might disagree with that I don't know but uh, that does seem to me to be the general drift of things at the yeah. moment I must admit you know. there seems to be a, a need for, rather than a few people and there's not everybody but there's a there's a there's a tiny core of people that seem to want revenge rather than yeah. equality yeah it's right 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 men of right we want they need to be made to pay yeah, for yeah. what they exactly, did yeah it? social and justice is yeah. it involves that huge kind of yeah reparations essentially yeah i mean i think what is i mean more worrying to me being again these things can get magnified on social media but i have seen some statistics that i find genuinely worrying it's impossible to know what the dynamics are that are going on inside individual houses and whether or not there are loads of men who are essentially sort of just like, 
acting like you know beaten dogs at the moment or, mm. or not yeah. you get that impression but what's definitely happening statistically proven to be happening is that men are just avoiding marriage altogether they're yeah, avoiding right. the idea of having kids because they see that the incentives that their father's generation enjoyed for yes. the for the for the uh, you know the giving up of your freedom, the narrowing of your sexual <laughs> choices. You know the, uh, the you know the the non availability of the you, you know the weekender and the uh, you know and the, the the late night in the pub straight out of work and everything. You give all that up, but on the same, but in return you get a certain amount of status, you get a certain yes. amount of respect within your home, within your community for having done that. Yes, you know? yes. If yes. you're just then going to still be regarded as this kind of slightly disappointing hapless toe rag you know who, who just because he earns a living is expects you know some kind of special <laughs> treatment and dispensation when he gets home you just go well really what is the point you know yeah. why would i do that because men are not driven i mean women do you know as, you know as far as i can tell that is a, a thing that does happen that kind of the the emergence of of hormonal urges to reproduce yes. to actually have children and and they definitely demonstrate uh, you know a difference in personality if if they don't have them than if they do they right. become quite you know they 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 diverge with yes. women who have had children and those who haven't yeah. you know without going to sort of mad cat territory no. you know there's you know the, i mean that's the extreme of it but you know the sort of phantom uh, pregnancy kind of thing yeah. but the but men don't really experience that. Men can quite happily, you know, the, go yeah. through life unmarried, un, un, and not, you know, not sire children unless they have some kind of, you know, uh, conscious, you know, to, to spread their genes or yeah. whatever, you know. But they can they can satisfy that urge just with casual sex, you yeah, know. That yeah, that yeah, will yeah. do it, you know. So you know, if you take you strip those incentives away, and you get, you know, that's part of I think what is happening now, which is that you know. Uh, our native population, at any rate, has fallen well below replacement right, level. Yes. You know, in terms of in terms of uh, fertility, and um, and and I say, I mean, I say native, not <laughs> you can go back to Hitler, but there is that kind of that is also, I think, an unspoken a sort of uh, almost like that is what assimilation would amount to for the people coming in. You know, of course, yeah. that, that is almost the. I mean, it's absurdly, you know. Um, maladaptive really and and and, uh, and pathological really that our that i think a lot of the hostility that exists between uh, native and immigrant or even first generation and second generation and third generation immigrant you yeah. know because a lot of third generation immigrants let's say actually poll as being more um antagonistic towards unchecked immigration than, right, than right. the white british whatever yeah. It's it's to do with this perception. These people have loads of babies. They have loads of, as if that's a bad thing. I mean, that is what you're supposed to do. That's why we're here. You know, that's exactly. literally the only reason. You're the ones who are not, you know, who are doing yeah. it. You were getting it wrong. You know, you're the ones who are just allowing yourself to just, you know, peter out. This is healthy. This that's is good. Right. You know, not the, not the utter subjugation of women and the, you know, the demand that they have babies, but the fact that if, that if they are in a culture and of a mindset where they feel that that is a healthy thing to do, well, then that is, that is good, you know, you know yeah. or at least so it has seemed to humanity for most of its <laughs> existence. It's only very recently, you know. That. But it seems to be, it seems to be, uh, this is the thing, human beings seem that we have this unquenchable thirst to find out why we're here and what, what this, we seem to think we're important to everything. And, mm. and really when you look at it, I don't know what your beliefs are, but I, I the way I see it is we just kind of, we just happen to be here, 
It wasn't mm. any sort of not really major. There wasn't something no, like no, divine well, intervention. Yeah, I agree with it's that. like a yeah. chemical reaction. Now we exist, and now all we do is make more of ourselves until we well, I mean, stop the, doing it. You mean the separate, you, you, the thing that distinguishes mankind from the other yeah. apes or whatever, let alone other animals? Yeah, I think the emergence of consciousness is is probably the single biggest and, and, and most intractable problem. You know that science, mm. to the extent that a lot of people say it's not even worth investigating because it's just too, um, too it's too complex and too mm. unknowable. You know. I've, I know certain. I've, I've seen it said that in certain, you know, psychological, you know, people go, "I might quite interested in consciousness." They go, "Don't, just don't go there." It's just like you just sink into this carpet and there's nothing, you know. But to the extent that consciousness is what gives rise to our belief that there should be a meaning of life, you know, mm. that is the problem. That is problematic, and that in itself can be solved. Um, not that I've solved it, but mm. I know when I feel like I'm spending time meaningfully, I do believe in that idea of flow, you know, when you're absorbed in an activity that um, that is uh, sees you at the limits of your capacity and a particular skill set is being challenged to just the right level and you're getting immediate feedback as to how well you're doing and yeah. and you just lose sense of time. You know, those 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 moments give meaning to life to the extent that anything can do in a much greater sense than any sort of overarching philosophy will ever yeah, do. Course, that's yeah. just words, you know. I've never encountered a, a passage in a book where I've gone, yes, that's what it's all, yeah. you know, really. I mean, maybe <laughs> for a half a second, but by the evening you've forgotten it. You know? <laughs> so I don't think there's any meaning in that sense, you know, and our sense of any sort of manifest destiny is the species that's, you know, it, clearly I don't think anyone would disagree. Well, maybe. A t- I think a, a small number. It, it feels to me that if we could organise ourselves in order to be stewards of the earth, to maintain our population and to sustain, you know, the yes. great biodiversity of creation itself and enjoy it, you yeah. know, that would be that would be the ideal aim. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. it seems to be a bug in our system, or maybe it is like the future. Maybe it is the single drive. That, that that's not how we behave at all. No, you not know. At all. A few individuals do once they're well on, off enough, you know, or of a particular, yes. you know, to have a nice yeah, warm yeah, garden yeah. and, you know, <laughs> encourage the hedgehogs and the, and the robins. But, but by and large, we are just endlessly reproductive and, yeah. and rapacious, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's a really good question now whether we will, you know, render the planet uninhabitable <laughs> within a couple of generations. Either much more likely to be ecological disaster than war, I think, at this point, yes. but, you know, between the two of them. Yeah, and now we've got the rise of artificial intelligence. Yes, and it, you know that, and there was, there was talk of I was listening to Elon Musk, and he was saying how worried he is about AI, and you were like, well, if someone like Elon Musk is saying that, then there must be, there must be a fear there, something that's yeah. going to happen. That he's a very clever guy. Yeah. he's obviously a little bit batshit as well. But, <laughs> but you have to be yeah. you to create, you know, to go flying off in that direction, you know. And there've been probably hundreds of others who've had the same level of self belief and crashed and burned before you ever heard of them. But yeah. he has that, he has that visionary element. AI is fascinating. Well, I'm, I've tried to read into it, but I do find it difficult. I mean, it's technical, you know, to, before you. Before mm. very long, in any proper book about it, you're kind of going, yeah. "Whoa!" I've just, I've just googled it a bit. I yeah. you know, dread to think what would happen if I. But the idea of machine, I mean, machine learning capacities at the moment, like the AlphaGo, you know about that one. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So the AlphaGo implications of that are that you know it's a, it's a machine that learned how to play Go simply by learning the rules and then reiterating different strategies and seeing right. what the outcomes yeah. were. 
and and within the space of a single day reached the, reached the level where it could be, it could be the world wow. champion. And, yeah. and Go is considered to be a game in in certain respects many times more complex than chess. There are many times more okay. permutations of pieces on the board. So it had mastered that in a single day just through trial and error, literally wow. trial and error, just yeah. seeing what would happen in certain situations. But that's still a linear problem. The, yes. the, the capacity for the human brain to you know, perform multiple parallel uh, calculations, yeah. computations, is still unmatched by any eye right. at the moment. That's their big you know, yeah. challenge in terms of being able to take over us. But, I mean, it's obviously at a very small scale. You could say, you know, would those automatic tills at Tesco's have appeared to, yeah. to our parents as, as some sort of robot? You know, they have eliminated um, front of house yes. jobs. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously automation robots, I mean, that's been in place since Henry Ford's day at the very least, you know. Yes. That was a big, you know, leap forward in the division of labour there with the automated. There was a ro- robotic factory making cars in Turin that advertised that's in right. the 1980s, wasn't it? All <laughs> these things seem to imply, I mean, they obviously, you know, they eliminate man and they eliminate the mistakes he makes. They seem to imply some huge leap forward. And yet, somehow in our hearts, I don't know whether we quite feel that we are under threat yet no. as a, as the still the ruling class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's all a matter of how you frame things. I mean, in some respects, here I am, I can decide to go to the pub with you. Nobody yeah. would stop us. We could walk down the street probably singing slightly <laughs> ribald songs and nothing would probably befall us. We could go and run naked into the sea. Nothing would happen. And yet, at another level, we are kind of wage slaves, really. I mean, we don't. We have already, you know, we're, we're quite on the periphery of society. But we have, mm. as a society as a whole, has already achieved a point where clearly... You know, most people are. They they have to sort of detach mentally from yes. the degree to which they are. Um, sub- slavery is a strong word for it, but they are. You know, no, they, you they, mean, they, yeah. they've had to give up. There's not what you'd really call liberty. No. You know, to do as you would, and to you know, and so to the extent that you might just be displaced quite easily, you know, gradually without ever there being any kind of Skynet takeover, yeah, you right. know, moment of the great, the machines yeah. you know, being zapped <laughs> by lasers. It just happens I mean, it's gently, sort of yeah. happening. Well, in America, you could very easily say, you know, what is the opioid crisis, yeah. you know, in America? Well, if if not, you know, and, and the deaths of despair, it's, it's just the outcome of people being rendered redundant. Yeah. The one thing that mankind cannot be, well, they're two sides of the same coin, Isolated and redundant, you yeah. know. You you need company and you need purpose. You need to, yeah, you need to be a you sense know, of worth. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And these things are they are going away, you know. And um, interestingly, now, I mean, again, would you call it AI or is it just advanced computing? One way or another, jobs that would have been unthinkable in terms of automation a generation ago, like uh, mm. doctors, like serious high level consulting, now yes. can be done more reliably. Computers analyzing X-rays and analyzing CAT scans and analyzing right, MRI yeah. get the get the the right reading, uh, you know, yeah. c- correct more often now than than experienced consultants, wow. lawyers, solicitors, you know, um, uh, possibly in some kind of quite nuanced and weird tort case involving you know multiple personalities, all of whom acting slightly irrationally, you know, in some yeah. landlord and tenant case or something, but. By and large, you know, the creation of contracts, the uh, the uh, identification, whether a contract has been broken or not, these things can be done 
instantaneously like yeah. that, but not not just better and more reliably, but in a, in a, in a in a you know in a, instant, a fraction yeah. of a second, yeah. And that's those are what we regarded as you know high status professional occupations. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not just drivers and warehouse workers that are that are under threat in that respect. That's all across happen, the board, you know. isn't it? Yeah, it's just whether you feel it changes society, but. I mean, even in the 1930s, uh, John Maynard Keynes wrote uh, a famous essay uh, detailing what he th- what he expected. I've still yet to establish whether it, it was written kind of tongue in cheek or whether he, right. you know whether he <laughs> knew what was more likely to be the real outcome. But essentially, discussing the huge potential of mankind once the leisure had been restored to its yes. life that had once been you know in the agri- agricultural society, obviously there were. Per- Periods of intense activity for harvest and so on, but also periods of extended leisure, right, you know, yeah. or, or at the very least a sort of gentle pace of life, and um, and then the industrial revolution changed all that, and you know, clocks and and timepieces, yes. one kind or another, essentially invented and, and sort of imposed on poor people to yeah. you know, and three square meals a day and all the rest <laughs> of it, you know, and. Um, and he said in the 1930s, you know, when automation finally, you know, re- reasserts uh, man's supremacy and then we will be able to indulge in learning and music and culture and uh, yeah, right. and, and the appreciation of artefacts of yeah. one kind or another and discourse <laughs> and, you know. And this was Marx's great dream as well, of course. You know, people, I think still people associate communism with, you know, the, 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 the hideous, you know, reality of the Soviet system, which yeah. again was state-owned capitalism rather than the final communism that you know he would have but his uh, however much of a pipe dream it was his idea was hunting shooting fishing see, you yeah. know painting uh, critical discourse yeah. you know everyone should be able to do everything all the time and not be kind of like nailed down to now one down, job you know? do this yeah, yeah exactly you're just, you know, yeah, division you're just... of labor as a sort of mental cruelty yeah so um you know maybe that is still you know one day within our grasp god knows yeah. but it doesn't seem that that's who you know again empirically it doesn't seem that that's what we do we seek desperately yes you know my god we you know we're a good case in point we, we still strive kate's in the kitchen now striving you know yeah. because she believes that the children should be at private school <laughs> you know that this is important and i can't afford that on my own age. you know if we were to just go we could live the lifestyle in the, in the 1980s would have been regarded as that of you know a rothschild that's you right, know yeah. we, you know we could yeah we could have a but it's that really <laughs> easy life by the standards of That's you right. know yeah. of only ten years ago. You know, well, there's actually, that. ten. There's been, it's been pretty flat for the last ten years. To be fair, <laughs> but, yeah. but prior to that, you know. <laughs> but it's that yeah. need, isn't it? It's that yes, strive, strive. Yeah. God, I somehow can't be satisfied. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Exactly. And... Yeah, society just there's more pressure, more pressure to be to, growth, to push and growth. Yeah, I mean it's partly because capitalism does require growth because mm. capitalism is based on debt and debt requires growth. If you're to get credit, you have to demonstrate that the market generally is growing. You know yes. that's why the credit crunch you know yeah. is so bad because if you can't borrow to create, yeah, you know to push into forward in business, so the whole model does depend on growth. Psychologically, whether we needed growth, no, I don't think so. For no. hundreds of years, people demonstrated as much happiness you know yeah. despite the fact that their lifespan could be cut horribly short by an infected sore wound or something yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. they were they basically seemed to be pretty happy and um and there was no growth at all there was utter stasis you know yeah. the whole idea of feudalism was that this was the natural order of things and, and nobody it. questioned it and there was a, the idea of progress but yeah. you know, well, that was a thing you made <coughs> on a, an actual physical journey it was right, yeah. the society <laughs> you know? yeah and now there's just this need this yeah, for yeah. more and, yeah but what it, 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 what what I found interesting is I, that you worry people worry about the youth and they go oh what are they going to do there'll be nothing for them but mm. I spoke to someone last year I was doing this thing and I spoke to this young lad and and we were talking about and he was a he was a, a young lad from Tottenham you know he comes from a rough he comes from the Broadwater Farm estate I was talking to him and I said well you know how do you feel about you know the robots taking over and all right he goes we just get a job fixing the robots mm. I was like, oh well there you go yeah you're gonna be traditionally fine. that has been a perfectly valid response but of yeah. course the worry is that the They'll robots will fix, fix themselves the robots. <laughs> yeah yeah and that is a serious issue i mean yeah. they said it was the same you know alarm bells were rung when horseless carriages took over you know yeah and, right uh, i mean for the you know the, the, you could say yes the drivers of the hackney carriages became the taxi drivers you know and and the stable boys became the um uh, garage mechanics right. and so on. Yes, but what happened to the horses? Yeah, you know. And at yeah, what point does course, humanity yeah. become the horses? That's that's the big that's the comparison. Yeah, you that's know. true. Essentially, the drivers of yeah, we're all these vehicles—they yeah. are basically the horses now. Yeah, yeah, you you're right. And um, and what will happen is that they will become if they become economically non-viable, then people will stop having them. Hey, we, we will stop it. having children. You know. Yeah. But whether we encourage people to have children just for you know there is a there is a limit it seems some people say that you cannot you know society has never found a viable means of um suppressing birth rate right you know deliberately and yeah. yet certainly certain things correlate with suppressing birth rate it but are not in, done in intended yes educating women is the single greatest you know yeah that's the silver bullet in in every single respect you know Assuming that's what you want yeah. to happen, you know, but um, but whether that will, you know, whether that will uh, work, what tends to be dysgenic, unfortunately, is you know, um, uh, welfare, right. you know, and that's that's the that's the horrible reality of it, yeah. You know? Welfare incentivizes having children, yeah, when you can't afford, you know, yes. to to uh, 
to um, uh, if you couldn't oh, afford yeah. to have them, you're, you know. Whereas if you're in a position to be selfish enough about it, you might just very selfishly think, well, mm. I shall not have children because I can currently <laughs> afford city breaks yeah. and Gucci, you know. Whereas you know, that... if, if you've got if your life shit anyway, yeah. well, have a couple so, of kids. Well, to worse it could happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, God knows. I mean, I one of the things everyone talks about. Well, not everyone, but the universal basic income. It's been rolled out a couple of times and with, not with great success. But I think I think it's fair to say it hasn't been properly tested yet. And um, and I know some some quite intelligent and thoughtful and actually quite right wing people who yeah. who, um, who think it it might be the answer. Because although at first sight it seems disastrous to remove the incentive that you need to work at all, universal basic income, everyone gets it. Right. Even even like the governor of the Bank of England would get it. Okay. This is the idea. So everyone gets, let's say it was 12,000 quid a year. Yeah. Which would be like a, an entry level salary for a fairly yes. menial job or, or, like, or maybe a job with you know a structure that yeah. you could rise from, but that would be your entry level. 12 grand a year, everyone gets it, never under threat. You can live on it. You'd struggle to raise children on it, I right. think, but you can live on it. Yes. You get nothing else. You don't get housing benefit. You don't get child support. You don't get tax credits, however those no. currently work. You know, they just, just that, change just every that. It's absolutely simple. So at a stroke, of course, the first thing you do is you eliminate a massive raft of legislation and bureaucracy, which yeah. currently governs welfare. You completely eliminate any sort of sense of grievance, either from the working that there are others who are skiving and shouldn't right, be yeah. entitled <laughs> to their benefits and doing cash in hand work or whatever. You, you, at a stroke, you eliminate a huge amount of the clutter and grime and dust, the mental yes. accumulation, you know, the sort of emotional accumulation of the welfare yeah. state. And you simplify it hugely. But also what you do is you actually, almost counterintuitively, you, you uh, re-incentivize work because you don't lose anything when you work. If you're getting 12 grand a year, yeah. regardless, you can live on that, but you're not going to have a great time. No. If you can now find that entry-level job that pays 12 grand a year, now you're earning 24 grand a year. Yeah. And that's not so bad. That's like a teacher's salary. Yep. You know, I'm not saying teachers are, you know, don't deserve a bit more than that, or it wouldn't be good but, for society yeah, to pay them yeah, more. Yeah. But they, they clearly <laughs> live. You know, they manage to keep yeah. themselves presentable on that. So, and and then you can start to say if there's two of you who have both got the universal basic income and both got an entry level job, that's forty eight grand a year yeah. as the household income. Now you can probably afford to start thinking about having kids, right? Amazing. You know what I mean? And it goes. Yeah. And and I mean, it's not cheap. Twelve no. grand a year. What do you got like 60 about well let's say there'd be because this would probably also be your pension as well that right, continues right, right. all the way through so let's say eliminate you get that from the age of 16 let's say so let's just for the very broad sake of argument let's say it's 40 million people right yep uh 40 million times 12 so 40 times 12 is 400 500 roughly uh so it's about 50 billion i think wow. that works out it's a lot but it could transform Yes. You know, and, and, and I don't know what the current, you know, welfare state is, but it's it's obviously in the tens of billions. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. yeah. You see that's but these but I think a lot of it, people are so busy having their cut 
like in society. It feels yeah, to me yeah. like that. That's why we're in such a mess. Yeah, It's because yeah. if someone they go, oh, we want to bring this legislation, you go, someone else is go, well, no, 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 that means we'll lose yeah, our. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So we end up rent seeking. Yeah. Everyone who just wants something non-productive, they just want a slice of the pie that's already been baked. Yeah, basically. yeah, exactly. They don't want that. to contribute anything of any value that yeah. anyone would pay for. You know, no. this is this is a big problem. And what I think a lot of people are waking up to it, or have been for years. But you know, the extent to which corporations are better at that than individuals. So right. for every, you know, one bloke who manages to fiddle a housing benefit a bit, you know, or whatever, yeah. or, or sort of do a bit of work on the side. There's a corporation that's realised that if it doesn't pay its, its uh, employees a living wage, the government will, yeah. you know, we'll kick boot, in with the yeah. rest of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that is eliminated. That's yeah. the thing, that all of that goes immediately. Yeah, you know? and that's it. But they won't, they won't even have these conversations. No. Because they will... Well, yeah. it feels... I mean, there are, you know, philosophical issues with it. It does kind of... As somebody has said, you know, if you give people a universal basic income, legalised drugs... And um, and and like effectively dissolve traditional morality about behaviour generally. You're kind of essentially setting humans up to be zoo animals. You right. know, you, there's there's no requirement really no. for them to, uh, you know, ad- adapt and, and develop the, you know, the skills which are required. No. And all, you know what I mean? It's, <coughs> if you yeah, remove so... all of it, you know. <laughs> But I don't know that that's true. There is also already clearly a welfare state. You know, there is already we have long since removed the the, the, the real threat of destitution if you don't get your act yeah. together. You know, so and even then, I don't know. It's very hard to know, isn't it? People like Dickens and so on. You know, campaigned hard against the the um, the, the tragedies that they saw unfolding on the London streets. You know, prior to the welfare state, but there. We, we're wrong if we think that there was no kind of safety net. It no. was more organised on a sort of case by case. You know, there might be you might be a member of a, a, a profession, and then you fall on hard times, and the benevolent society yeah. sort of take care of you. Or most lo- most factories had some kind of um, welfare organised locally for their workers, yeah. so that if you. But what happened was, as people have said, you know, I mean, I don't. This isn't like a kind of slam dunk argument. But there is something to be said for it. If you worked at Ford and, and you knew another bloke who worked at Ford who was off with a bad back and everyone was paying into his yeah. you know, disability uh, uh, dividend at the moment and then you went past his garden and he was out the front there digging up the potato, <laughs> you know, you'd be like, well, hang on. Hang on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there is that kind of, you know, social... Um, you know, structure for, for you know self policing, but yeah. Again, but it seems to have gone. It seems we're we're so we're so paranoid, so worried about people cheating the system that we've gone too far the other way. Yeah. And now everybody's getting punished. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he yeah. says, so that one guy who's digging his potatoes up when he's got a bad back. Yeah, yeah. So right. Well, now we all assume you're digging potatoes. Absolutely. This so is now it. We're, and yeah. this is exactly what I mean. The poison that that enters the system. You only need to see a few people cheating the system. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to matter at all to the human beings whether they are significant sums or not. You know, and this no. happens both ways. In the same yeah. way, you know, this might strike you as a slightly odd example, but you know, it only takes. You can have. You can read about hundreds of thousands of migrants. Moving across, you know, North Africa, or millions of people fleeing their homes in, uh, I can't remember the, in Syria, yeah, the, the, Syria, you know, yeah. the town where the, the <laughs> devastation, and, um, and 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 we can, and then you get one photograph of a toddler face down on a beach right. in 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 a part of Europe which yeah. is thought to be, you know, frequented by tourists and 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 a pleasure, you know, 
and, and the legislation changes overnight yeah. and, and the policy changes, you know, and, and suddenly the sentiment is we need, you know, we need to act now to rescue these people because mm. you just need one solid example. That's and that's, right, that's yeah. a different, that's the upside down one where yeah, suddenly, you yeah. know, your, your sympathy and your compassion is excited by this one example. But in the same way, you know, then you have pictures of um, child migrants being uh, crossing the, the channel from Calais and into Dover and the newspapers identify one man who is clearly like in his 30s, yeah. you know, walking across <laughs> with his, you know, with his uh, William, just William Caddy yeah. tie, you know. Yeah. Off, no, off no, the, no, I was really yeah, tall. Off to the first yeah. grade left, you know. But then again, it poisons people's perceptions of their, their sense yes. they're being taken for a ride. I don't know how many tens or dozens or hundreds or thousands of children were actually brought over from Calais. I don't know how it's all worked out. I don't know if there have been any, you know, disastrous mm. consequences of a 30-year-old man being put into a <laughs> you know, classroom of 15-year-olds. Probably one or two. But you, it, we don't make those calculations. No. You see that one person, you latch on to it. That's because right, that's yeah. how the human mind works. And they will go, know? that's it, across the board, that's yeah, how it is. That's how it is, yeah. yeah. But I think that just shows how complex everything really is. Yeah, but we're, this, we're not kitted out for no, it, are we? We're, no. we're, we're not, we haven't inherited the mental equipment necessary. You no. know? And this is why things like, you know, not that I say the result one way or the other was wrong, but this is why things like a referendum are a disaster because yeah. you're being asked to to boil down a huge swathe of, of considerations Absolutely. into a single yeah, you know, yeah. point. And even then, it wasn't even a, a defined point. It was no. a, a, a yes, remain, or a... A sort yeah. of black a, va- a vacuum, you know, <laughs> which, which you could project anything you wanted. So, you know. but this is it. There's so much more going on, and these discussions about gender that we're having now, about mm. how you, a lot of people say that your gender is sort of forced upon you or things mm. are put on you, rather than you just sort of finding out. Assigned, for yourself. But, yeah, That's right. assigned. assigned. Yes, to it, you yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and that, you know, I think that I don't know how much of that is true. Well, I think I think. I mean, my instincts are a little bit... Funny enough, my instincts are a little bit reactionary, but I think partly because I've taken a position. I sometimes think, have you just taken a position because this is what somebody who says the other things you say would say about this? (laughs) (laughs) Or have you really thought about it? I mean, I grew up aware that I occasionally felt not entirely like, you know, like Mm. I neatly fitted into the what's now known as cis heterosexual mold you know I was definitely aware at various times in my life that quite I went to a party once um, at college where it was like tarts and vickers or whatever you know and I went as a tart you know (laughs) or I had a tennis skirt you know I didn't wear heels and the bra but I do remember thinking there's something quite like this there's a certain sort of excitement Ah. there's a sort of liberation about it you know not just purely tongue-in-cheek I quite like it you know And I don't think, you know, the male and female kind of normativity, I do think it is, you know, Judith Butler's thing, performative, gender is performative. It's like a role you play until until it becomes so deeply ingrained in you that, you know, that, um, that you don't even notice you're playing it anymore. I do think there's an element of truth in that. You know, there's always an element of truth in these things. You know, it's it's what do we do about it is is the question, isn't it? I think definitely children should be allowed, should be encouraged to be, um, experimental and should be allowed to be aware that yeah. it is quite normal. In fact, it's, it is it is simply normal yeah. to, to to feel um, uncertain as to whether your the identity that you, you've been told to uh, yes. you know associate with your gender or sex is 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 something that you feel comfortable with. And yeah. clearly, there's a great book called Watching the English, written by a woman called Kate Fox. I think it's right. a sort of anthropology of English social behaviour. 
And she talked about this sort of stuff. I mean, it was 20 years ago, so she wasn't talking about trans issues or whatever so much. No. But she did talk about the way that men and women behave in certain situations and how it shifts across class. Just as a for instance, just to show you a tiny trivial for instance, which, which really struck me and stayed with me. Working class couple goes to the pub. She has the whole range of the bar to choose from. She can have a, a lager. She can have a glass of white wine. Now, Murray Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can have a cocktail. She can have a gin and tonic. She can have a vodka and tonic. She can have one of those fancy new drinks that you know yeah. flare up every so often. And then just yeah, and then there was one called Taboo. You know, and I was you know all the campari and all the baby He has a pint. Working class bloke. He has a pint. He can choose to have a lager or maybe a bitter. Or if he's being a bit fancy, he might have a craft beer or whatever. But working class bloke, he'll have a pint. Middle class, solidly middle class couple go to the bar. Yeah. She will have a white wine or a gin and tonic. He can have a scotch. He can have uh, he can have a, a rum. He can have he can have a pint. He yeah, can have a glass yeah. of red wine, glass of white wine. He can have a glass of sherry. He can have a soft drink and not feel emasculated. He can yeah. have a whole range. Suddenly, the whole thing has turned over. You know, That's so true. So what? Yeah. And to, but to them, it's a gender thing. In their heads, they don't mix across no. classes. So in their heads, blokes have a pint. Yeah. The bird can have what she likes. She gets to choose. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's totally upside down, and yeah. it's all arbitrary. Another one she talked about again in, in alcohol terms is the way that people react to alcohol in this country. Blokes have a few lagers, working class blokes. They get really kind yeah. of, you know, they get a little bit bolshy, a little bit <laughs> assertive about their sporting affiliations, but then they can get sentimental and oh, I love you or whatever, or they can end up in a big fight. Yeah. On the continent, far fewer of those reactions, you know, it, and it's a good question whether it's just the alcohol giving you license to behave in a certain way right. that you want to behave anyway, you know. Yes. But we think it's the booze. This is what yeah, is being right. grandiose, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is not, you know. More a class thing. And you're right, there's men, so, yeah. there's men I know that, I mean, you know, they're having pints of lager with with a meal and, you know, and they, and they can't, to have anything else is seen as feminine. Yeah, yeah. And, and absolutely. why would you? Just like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when people go on holiday, you yeah. know. Four AM and we're having pints of lager and you're well, like. Well, holiday, of course, know. does give some working class men license to experiment a bit in a way that they might. Not. <laughs> I'll try a glass of limoncello, yeah. you know. <laughs> then it comes home and it sits in the cabinet. Yeah. And they go, oh, God, I'm not drinking that, you mad. What was I thinking? What was I thinking? The boys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but for all that, I, uh, you know, I would, I, I would, I want to add, stop way short of encouraging anyone to, you know, um, to push, like, gender reassignment, you oh, know, or yeah. children, whatever. I mean, I think there's, we're in very dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah, well, that's, you know, that's act, the, yeah. Actual surgery or hormone puberty blockers, that kind of stuff. I think, I think there's a brief flare-up at the moment of, I don't hesitate to call it hysteria, but I think, you know, there's... We sort of like, it's, it, it, uh, we see it in a, in a, in a big overcorrection of everything yeah and that's absolutely. where it's so it's overcorrection like, yeah. exactly and I think that is the thing so but it's still you know whether you want to separate gender and sex and if those are you know that's the way that young people are talking about it but I do think there is something to that and I, I do think there is something to the idea that we have that gradually certain expectations have hardened around your biological sex that yeah. are not necessarily appropriate you know and that freedom to express yourself is great. And no, I've always relished eccentrics. I think, you know, my last her tour show was, um, you know, uh, it was called Genius, but it ended That's on right, in the yeah. idea that um, eccentricity was a quote from John Stuart Mill that eccentricity is the 
is the thing which needs to be cultivated in society in order for genius to flourish. You know, yeah. if you want if you want people to express themselves to the point where they can really contribute something new and original, you know, eccentricity needs to be cherished and people people should be encouraged to be eccentric even if they're not really inclined to be. No. You know, especially <laughs> especially people of higher eminence, as he says, you know, they should be encouraged to be as eccentric as possible because it gives license to everyone to express yeah, themselves. Go, oh, that's you know, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, just, and life yeah. is more interesting when it's like that, you know. I Absolutely. think everyone, you know, you get talking to most people and you find they've got some little quirk, you know, yeah. but you never guess it. I'm not saying everyone should go around with some T-shirt going, oh, I fuck goats, you know. But, <laughs> but it's nice if you get that feeling that, that we're not all just beaten down and sort of, you yeah. know, flattened into conformity. You know? And this is where, this is where, this is why I wanted to have these conversations with people. Because if you, because the social media is just, is just, like you say, flattening it all down. And, yes, it's dangerous. You know, yeah. It tribalises, doesn't yeah, it? It definitely yeah. does. Because everyone does want those little dopamine hits you get when you see your, right. your RTs flicking over, you know. <laughs> and it is terrible, but it is a very human thing because essentially you've been you've been reaffirmed in your ingress, you right, know. And that yeah. is, again, it's like that. It's like why solitude is so, you know, so torturous. You yeah. know, we desperately need to be in our in-group, you know. We do, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and even those now who spend their whole time identifying the bigotry of, of various in-groups, whether it be racism or, or sexism or homophobia or, you know, little Englanders or all the rest of it, they, of course, have created an in-group of themselves, of course, you know, within yeah. which they just want to, you know, share yeah. their, their self-affirmations, you know. So they're yeah. Look at this knobhead. Let's yeah. ruin this guy's life. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> you look at Owen Jones on the on the Twitter and the book, you know, is currently, um, you know, fulminating because he was he was crowded. And understandably, he was upset, but he was crowded and shoved about a bit. I think when he tried yes. to sort of invade some, was it like a... a um, it was a, a Brexit yeah, march of some, it, or some, yeah. sort, some sort, you know, the Anna Subri um, yeah, versus right. the Yellow Jackets and all that. But here's a guy, he's absolutely, you know, um, advocated and urged people to be, quite explicitly to be violent and, you know, yeah. to do whatever it takes, you know, to, to be in the face of anyone who even votes Tory, let That's alone, right, yeah. you know, uh, actively is, a you know, an MP or whatever. It's all, it's all, you know, escalating on both sides. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no um, uh, moral high ground to be had no. in that game at all. At the and moment, even to just, know. even like your stuff, I saw you, you were talking about the the, the, the good qualities of Donald Trump, sort of that. You're not even yeah. allowed to have those conversations. Yeah. Like you can't even, you, or if you talk about, if you talk about, talk about trans issues, if you. If you question any of it, if you go, well, is it a biological yeah. issue or is it? No, is it absolutely. You're, you're straight away. You're like, well, you're against us then, and you're transphobic, and you're and you're like, well, I'm not. Quite I'm often, just... you'll you'll be accused of denying those people their right to exist. Yeah, you're, you're kind of annihilating them. In which some isn't way. which, which isn't the thing at all. It's yeah. absurd. You know, it's up to misuse of the language, but it's very powerful, and and it becomes hysterical and shrill. And in the same way that when a child becomes that way, you just kind of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you are denying their their humanity. I'm not denying their not humanity. I'm just saying he's got a cock. I don't want him in my daughter's toilet. <laughs> you know, I just like just you know between yeah. humanity exists and has equal access rights to female lavatories. There's got to be some kind of middle ground that That's we can right. agree yeah. on. But yes. no. You know, You're not even allowed to have these discussions. Yeah, I don't like, you know. even, I sort of don't mind using the preferred pronouns, although I'll be honest with you, I, I still, if I'm to call a trans woman, i.e. a bloke who identifies as a woman, 
she there is a part of me that is doing that in a slightly sort of camp ironic voice in my head you know it's kind of like catty you know oh i can see she hasn't had her tea you know that kind of there is you know but but, you know in terms of you know joking aside in in terms of allowing you know for the peaceful cohabitation of of in you know of, of millions of us on the face of a single planet you know i can go that far but that that's very different i think from um yeah, the kind of abuse you're exposed to. Even people, I mean, this is absurd to me. You've probably seen on Twitter, Graham Linehan is yes. now the, you know, yeah, the yeah, target yeah. Of, the, of the trans And you see it all the time, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has been the scourge. There is a little bit of schadenfreude for me, to be honest, because he has been the scourge, you know, of every, you know, example of wrong think, you know, right. ever since I've been on Twitter, whether it be <laughs> on Syrian refugee crisis or the Palestinians or, or you know, government austerity plans or whatever. Yes. You know, he always knows what's correct. You know, yeah. he always knows what is the right thing to think. He is always convinced that um, that you know, uh, sort of venal in in humanity is responsible for anyone who adopts the opposing position. You know, yeah. and now suddenly he has discovered that he has he has not kept his shoulder to the extreme left wall. You know, somebody's got him behind him and just lost him. And now he's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know which way it's going. You know, so, yeah, oh. that's enjoyable. But, but I enjoyed... Wait, well, wait, actually, what you said just now, when we were in the kitchen, we were going back to talk about uh, male and female and the way we... The way we are with each other and the needs that we have. Yeah. I can't remember what it was you said. You quoted somebody. Schopenhauer. Schopenhauer. Yeah. I'd never heard that before. When I encountered him, this was a couple of years ago, I bought some fairly sort of simple introductions to philosophical thinking. In fact, one of them is embarrassingly simple. It was um, Alain de Botton, who uh, founded a thing called the Society of Life, I think it is. And... um, He's, I mean, he's, some people really feel he oversimplifies philosophy in order to make it palatable or approachable, but I, I quite like his writing. He's a, he's a slightly sort of sententious, um, you know, he's extraordinarily calm, you know, which annoys people. <laughs> he's got School of Life, it's called, that's right. He's got a load of YouTube um, content as well, which I think is, again, it's quite good. He uses those sort of animations while he's talking to keep you interested. Yeah. But there was a book called, um, I think it's called famous thinkers or something like that it was like um you know maybe 60 or 70 sort of potted histories of philosophers and that was really the first time i'd read about schopenhauer but he's an extraordinary thinker i think really really uh, useful for modern life he would have been writing roughly sort of 1820s 1830s okay. was the sort of peak of his activity um but in many ways he anticipated the um insights that came from the discovery of dna really you know i mean it's almost like a kind of um he thought he was interpreting kant you know uh you know like kind of you know proper old school philosophy but it reads more like and he has a certain kind of eastern fatalism a sort of pessimism that you might associate in the philosophy of the East, the kind of, you know, it is written type thing, right, which right, regarded right. as very pessimistic and fatalistic by by the Catholic Church, who believed that you could, you know, you, you should aspire to... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it reads to me much more like the insights of somebody who has read Dawkins' The Selfish Gene. You know, it right. has, it's almost like an expression of that in traditional philosophical terms. Okay. So essentially, the, the one I said to you is that um, it was his, his belief that... Uh, 
we are inclined to seek in sexual partners somebody who has the qualities we feel are you know uh, lacking in, lacking in yeah. ourselves so that our our um, our flaws and and, uh, and and faults are compensated for by them and vice versa yes and that this is done subconsciously because we believe you know we we believe as a result the child will be born you know, nature yeah. nature will take the best of both of us. This, of course, as we know, is a is a long shot at best. You know? <laughs> but, but that's it's the whole you know, trick shot. And that, yeah. Exactly, and, and perhaps you know, you between you create a living environment in which that child flourishes as well. Um, but then, as soon as you've had the, that child or those children, then suddenly those very qualities in them which made them so attractive to you because you know that you hope that they, nature would take advantage of them become intolerable they you know living with them becomes unbearable because you're living with somebody who's oh my god i can't believe you've done that with you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i've barely finished my food and you've cleared the table leave it for a minute you know that kind of stuff you know and that's on both sides as well isn't it just both sides absolutely must you leave your bag there yes yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. you know why do you always why are you packing for the you know we'll get up in the morning and do that you know uh, his the, the single kind of um, uh, boiled down perfect line about it he says is that at the moment of conception the devil's laughter is heard. He's, he's tricked you into it once again. You know? <laughs> it's too late by then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Simon, this has been fantastic. You're really welcome. Thank I've enjoyed it very much. much. Thank you so much, and uh, and uh, nice one. Cheers, Richard. Cheers, Thank, Thank you very much. Insane in the membrane. So there we are, Simon Evans. You can find him on Twitter at the Simon Evans, and look out for his stand-up shows across the country. Join me next time talking to Nick Revel. Buy Gillette and cut your balls off. <laughs> cut your balls off with a fucking three-blade disposable razor. You fucking darn as Don't well. fucking throw the blade away. Swallow the fucker. <laughs> Swallow the fucker. Give cut the balls mate. off your friends. Thanks to Zen on Gaku for the music and Jade Adams for the inspiration. Producer was Paul Daniels at darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Talk to us on Twitter and Instagram at Membrane Podcast. This is Rich Wilson. Take care. Ta-da. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.